instead of saying the obstacle is in the way, we just just do an experiment and drop the in and uh, consider whether without the in, we could actually embrace the idea of the obstacle is the way. And to help you do that today, I won't leave you all alone on the edge of the cliff. I'm going to help you. Uh, to help you today, our, our guest uh, is Terry Brock. Welcome to the Chai Chat Podcast, solutions for empowered living, engaging, educating, empowering. Each week, your host, Tarun Puri, author of Finding the Guru Within, and Steve Harvey, mindset mentor to A-list celebrities and stars, bring a combined expertise of over six decades in mentoring, coaching, and inspiring positive solutions to the negatives which keep us stuck and unhappy. With a focus on solutions versus problems, in each episode, they discuss topics relevant to the human condition, which challenge us from moving forward into positive growth and ultimate freedom. Through stream-of-consciousness unscripted dialogue and inquiry, they provide practical, deep, and actionable insights to support you in creating and living a happy, successful, fulfilled life. Join us each week and learn how to access your own inner GPS, your guru positioning system, which comes preset with all the solutions you need for empowered living. Living a life of ease versus effort is only a thought away. Let us show you what works and what doesn't. Welcome to Chai Chat, the podcast. I am Tarun Puri. And I'm Steve Harvey. And today, Steve, our episode is entitled, The Obstacle is the Way, Turning Adversity into Opportunity. And we're just going to love our guests today. We love all our guests, okay? But, uh, but honestly, I'm so excited uh, to introduce our guest today on this topic. Um, you know, I've always intuitively felt that, that the obstacles in our lives were here to make us stronger and better, but doesn't mean I've always been so um, mature about it when I've met them in the roadway. <laughs> exactly. Every crisis has a blessing, but when you're in the middle of the crisis, sometimes it's difficult to see the blessing. Very difficult. I mean, it's a force for the trees again. I find all the wisdom in the world just so quickly can go out the window. Um, you know, uh, when that obstacle shows up, even though we know better. And, uh, and, and yet, uh, I think this is going to be a very insightful exploration into the whole idea that uh, what if we did an awareness reframe and turned our thinking 180 and, and began to actually say, instead of saying the obstacle is in the way, we just, just do an experiment and drop the in and uh, consider whether without the in, we could actually embrace the idea of the obstacle is the way. And to help you do that today, I won't leave you all alone on the edge of the cliff. I'm going to help you. Uh, to help you today, our, our guest uh, is Terry Brock. And Terry Brock helps individuals and organizations to master the right rules and tools to achieve their business goals. Um, he has helped companies like Skype, AT&T, Ace Hardware, and others with his direct consulting and coaching in video, social media, and even in the crazy, wacky world of Bitcoin. Oh my gosh, I'm all ears. And blockchain and cryptocurrencies. So today he's going to show um, how you can use a principle 
that has helped millions since the day of ancient Rome to overcome any obstacle. Uh, in today's crazy world, Terry says this is a message we need to know more than ever. And I just love it that in the one sentence, we're talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and blockchain, and all this weird talk that I know, Steve, you have no clue about. Um, just, let's just admit it. And in the same sentence, we're talking about ancient Rome. Wow. Like, like how the heck do, do these have anything to do with each other? But hang on, before, uh, before we bring Terry in here, I also want you to know that Terry has an MBA in marketing. He has a background in journalism and education, and he's part of the National Speakers Association. Uh, it's a worldwide organization of speakers, uh, professional speakers. And within that speaker, uh, speakers association, there are certain awards that you can earn over the years from your peers. And uh, there isn't a better award than the one you get from your peers, because obviously you can't really pull the wool over their eyes. Lord knows I've tried. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> he has qualified as a member, um, a professional, um, uh, a member of the Professional Speaker Hall of Fame. They have a Hall of Fame and uh, very, very few people get into that level. Uh, he's, of course, a certified speaking professional, which means he's he's talked a lot. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to get. The, the gold nuggets out of out of that. He's also been a recipient of the National Speakers Association's highest award. They only have one a year, and it's named after the gentleman who started the Speakers Association. It's called the Cavett Award. Um, the Virtual Speaker uh, Hall of Fame and the Veteran Speaker Legend Hall of Fame. Oh, and between all of those award ceremonies, he's managed to, I don't know, put over 1,700 videos out, um, all kinds of video blogs, and really inspiring people to get out there, to be heard, to be seen, and to leverage technology in a positive manner. And his latest venture, which I just love and I've already joined up on, is uh, a blog that he calls Agorapreneur. Mm. Now, I'm not going to yeah. tell you anything about it. I'm going to let you tell him about it because I think it's so very timely. Uh, so that's just a little bit about um, Terry. And you know what? Let's stop talking about him. And instead, let's bring him on and, and talk to him. So welcoming Terry Brock. Hello, Hello. there. Hi, Terry. Welcome. Hey, uh, Hi, it's Terry. Good to be with you guys. Let's have some magic and fun today. All yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> I'm always up for fun. This is just great, Terry. And uh, I just so enjoyed. I mean, you know, Terry, I've I've known you through the affiliation in Associate Professional Speakers and we've met at events. And, and I must just share quickly that from the first time that I met you, and you know, you meet a lot of people at these events from all backgrounds and levels, and, and you were already accomplished and recognized. Uh, so you were one of the you know, upper echelon people. And yet I would have never known it because you have always been so consistently kind and friendly and open and humble. And I never forgot that. So um, although we kind of lost each other for a decade or so, um, I never forgot that. And I was so happy um, to come across you uh, and, and, and connect again and, and humbly ask you if you would grace us with a little bit of your uh, wisdom. And you said, of course. So thank you so much. <laughs> well, I'm honored to be here. Really honored because you do so much good in helping uh, many, many people. And it is an honor for me to be here with you. Well, that's great. And, and as people, when you, when you research Terry, you'll see that he has a, a whole history of being an entrepreneur. And of course, uh, we want to know, 
you know, uh, what qualifies you being as an entrepreneur? So could you please go back in your history to, let's say, grade two, maybe? <laughs> yeah, actually, it was. It was second grade. And I got together with uh, my buddies, John and Jimmy, and they uh, were on the same school bus, the bus two. And so we started a little newspaper called the Bus Two Express. I'm sure you've heard of it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was just because Jimmy's mom had one of those things called a memeograph. You know, and so we could use that and we did that. And we ran it off and then we started selling a few other things here and got a couple things going. And eventually we raised a tidy little sum of sales. We got up to, I think it was 22, almost $23, which for second graders back then, that was a lot of money for us. And then uh, my mom and dad put us on, took us on a vacation somewhere. It was during school. But when they did that, the teacher, for some reason, thought you're not supposed to do that at school. So she confiscated the money that we had. And then just gave it to some charity that was there, which I thought that doesn't seem quite right as a little kid. But nevertheless, I figure I'm going to use that and learn from it and grow. And so my career has been one of being an entrepreneur, thinking for myself. And I realized the joy of being an entrepreneur is that no one is going to tell you how much you can make. You want to get a raise, you go out and get one earn it by providing more value to the marketplace. And I think that's the beauty of it. So for me, I've enjoyed it. I've learned from many different places, but uh, Tarun, as I like to say, I feel like I'm in second week of kindergarten heading for a PhD. So I've got a long way to go and much more to learn. And I'm anxious to continue that learning as, as a lifelong learner. Oh my gosh. How wow. Again, just in that first couple of minutes, there's some huge gems there. And I love that reframing. Uh, in terms of, because entrepreneurs tend to get caught up in the struggle or as we're going to be talking today in the obstacles. And you've just said to me that um, you want to raise, no problem, give yourself a raise, right? Like Yeah, you go out and earn that. And so if you yes. earn that, that's good. And that's the way nature works. You know, nature doesn't say you are going to get something simply because you were born. If anything, it's kind of an entropy. We're always cycling downward because if you don't eat, you get hungry and eventually you would die. If you don't take care of yourself, you, you not to, uh, you're not going to be around. But what you want to do is we get better as we take care of things. And I love the way that you say it, that we are individuals, but we're not separate. Uh -huh. We get ahead by helping others. It's one of the things that I love that uh, my buddy, the late great Zig Ziglar would say, you can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And I think that's the key. The beauty of the free enterprise system is the only way you get ahead is by helping serve others. Do things to help them that they want. This is in the free system, not in some distorted uh, system that we might have with uh, government controls and things on us. Instead, it's more you do whatever you want. And that's where I go by a philosophy. I know it might sound a little bit radical, but it's live and let live. You live your life the way you want. You do whatever you want. And I say, whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Use your imagination. And people might say, yeah, yeah, with the following provisos. Number one, you take care of yourself. You make sure that you are doing what's right and you're responsible for whatever you do. And number two, this is most important. You don't harm another. You don't hurt other people. You don't take their stuff. That's the let live part of it, which is so important. Someone might do something I look at and go, Ooh, that's kind of weird and goofy. Well, that's okay as long as they're not harming someone else and they're doing it themselves. And I think that's really what the philosophy of being agorapreneur is, a word that I made up. My partner, Gina, and I kind of came up with that together. And the idea of the entrepreneur's part is, of course, the, uh, from doing your own business, getting that started. And the agora 
comes from the ancient Greek side and the Greeks who had open spaces where people would interact voluntarily. That's the key voluntarily that you do what you want. We're going to exchange. So I might say, Steve, Hey, I really like that shirt you got on. It's real nice. Can I give you X dollars? And you go, well, not yet. Well, how about X plus this, plus this. And eventually we might get to a point where voluntarily you say, sure, Terry, you just bought yourself a shirt. Here you go. And I give you the money. Everybody's happy because we're doing it that way. That's a free exchange where there's no coercion, where the problem comes. If some, I think we would all agree. If someone walks up, puts a gun to your head, says, give me your money, you know, okay, that's force. They're initiating that force against you. Well, if a group of people do it, it's still wrong. This is a principle there. If a group of people get together and form a company and a big business comes and says, we're going to take this from you without your consent. I don't think that's right either. And I think that applies to any human being in any situation. And that would include government. You know, if they come in and say, we're going to force you to do this when they initiate force, there's the problem. It's breaking the moral code of live and let live. And I think what we need to do is look at life, living it peacefully, voluntarily. And that's the way that we work. Now, we defend ourselves. Yeah, if someone attacks us in the real world, you do defend yourself, of course. But we just go for the basis of how can we get along here and how can we do things in a better way? And when we run into those problems, yeah, we, I want go, we can go into this a little bit more. The obstacle becomes that way to get around it, to become a better person. Absolutely. And it's interesting. As soon as uh, just uh, when you were saying that, uh, talking about being forced and, 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 you know, somebody dictating, I was thinking the tax department, but we won't go there today. Um, uh, uh, Steve, you were going to say something here. I was just going to say, so it's really seen that nothing is ever uh, on, uh, in the way. So I was on the way, you know, mm. but, but also I think looking at, you know, the force and the violence and stuff, and I, I think a lot of that comes from, you know, when you look, look at the six human needs psychology uh, system where people feel so much uncertainty in life, mm -hmm. especially what's been going on in the world. You know, the, the quickest way to get certainty, and you use the analogy of putting a, a gun to someone's head, that really delivers a lot of certainty for people. <laughs> um, but we forget that there's a better way of doing it. You know, that doesn't cause harm to another human being. Oh, know? yeah, exactly. And there's also an element of uncertainty in that. Someone puts a gun to your head. Hey, they don't know that you might be able to take that gun away and hurt them because now they have initiated force. And when yeah. they do, we have a right to defend ourselves. And so they think it might be more certain. But really, you're going to have a much better chance of getting along with people and achieving what you want by cooperation, by creation. The person, my hypothetical person there standing on the street with a gun pointed to someone else's head, that person probably says, hey, I want money. That's what they, they often want, or they yeah. want something that's there. Well, what if they could get that in a way that's peaceful and they could get even more of what they want? Hey, that would be a good thing. And we've seen throughout history that people have not been able to do it as much. Go back many centuries ago. The only way you got something is, you know, we, the three of us get together and we're going to go fight those other guys over there. And we're going to steal their land, their crops and whatever else we want from over there. We're going to grab it and steal it. That was the way. But we came up across the things in the 1400s of the Enlightenment. But the idea is you have the right to run your life. You don't have to be told and dictated to by some guy going, eh, you got to do this or that. Well, no, Sparky, I don't want to. So now <laughs> it's up to us. You know, they feel we can live our own lives. And people that came up with these ideas really let it flourish. 
And you think, hey, that's the way it can be done. And the United States was the first country that came up with some good ideas. I think even though there was a lot of problems, there were also a lot of good. The idea that you can live your life your way as long as you're not harming someone else. And I noticed the way they put it together in the Constitution, it's really a list of forbidden activities by a government. It wasn't saying government can do this. It's like government cannot infringe on your speech. Government cannot infringe on your right to bear arms. Government cannot station troops in there and on and on. And I thought this is a great way to do it, telling people what they can't do so that people, individuals, can have the freedom and liberty, and then they voluntarily come together and help each other. Again, there's that word, voluntarily. We get together to say, you must do this, and we're going to force you at gunpoint to do it. Yeah, that's not so cool. But it's much better to do it voluntarily. And hey, you have more fun, you make more money. And hey, that's, I think that's what life is about. Yeah, very much. So these are exercises in free will, really. Yes. It's about all of us get challenged to 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 come into the world and and see how free will can play out and and uh, what a huge learning. So talking about that, by the way, and I as I'm listening to you, uh, I'm reminded that I think in in your very uh, young days, your father uh, put you in some training. Yes. Yes, they did. And I am so grateful for that. When I was 12 years old at the yeah. local YMCA, they had classes in Kodokan Judo. Okay. And I got involved in that and it really changed my life for the better. I learned about discipline. I learned about the importance of staying with something and then uh, staying with it and how to learn something. I remember we had a wonderful uh, a couple of instructors. Jim Cornforth was one and he was a, uh, he's an American. He uh, did a lot of training. And we also had a third degree black belt from Tokyo, Japan, Toyoji Matsumoto-san. And he really had a powerful impact on me because he would tell us how we would learn, say, a new uh, throw or chokes in judo. You do those things. You pick people up, throw them around the room. Then you choke them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then you put their arms in a lock and go, yeah, there we are. You know? And so you use their strength against them if they're trying to hurt you. Someone's pushing against you. Instead of you pushing back like that, you take what they're doing add your own strength to it, pulling, and then put a little uh, foot in the way or something else and let them go flying. So that way it's a little different. But I remember when we would learn a new technique, he would tell us, you must learn, you must do it a thousand times until it becomes natural. Then do it another thousand. Yeah. And it was like, that's the key. By repetition and doing it the right way, You'll do well. Some people say practice makes perfect. I hear what they're saying, but I'd have to agree with my buddy Harvey McKay on that one. It, practice, no, that's not quite true. Perfect practice makes perfect. I'm here in mm. Orlando, Florida, and a lot, there's a lot of golfers. I'm not one myself, but a lot of golfers. If I wanted to golf and I started shooting on my own and practicing, I might practice a lot, but I would be doing a lot of things the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But if I get someone who's a real good coach, a mentor, an instructor that can show me, okay, Terry, you hold the club like this and okay, move it that way. Not, not quite like that, but over this way like that. And I get a good coach that can help me on that. Then that perfect practice makes perfect. And it helps us to overcome whatever is hitting us. And that's where the whole thing of the obstacle is the way comes in. Mm -hmm. It's a quote from one of my buddies, Marcus Aurelius. And Marcus, I have a lot of buddies around there. I haven't seen him in a while, though. Okay. I, know you're, I know you've gotten a bit older, but Terry, yeah, we got a little, no well, he, was just a young, he was just a youngster when I knew him. But, okay. uh, okay. but, uh, but it was uh, fun to me to hear him say this. See, these were writings that he wrote to himself. 
He never intended them to be published and just mm. they were afterwards. And the obstacle is the way is the title of a book that I would encourage everyone listening to this to look into. It's by Ryan Holiday, a wonderful guy who I've never met, but would love to sometime. The obstacle is the way talks about how those challenges actually become the item that helps you become better. You get better by conquering that obstacle. The obstacle is the way, as you said so eloquently, it is not in the way, but it is the way that you get better. Overcoming that, you learn certain traits, certain characteristics. And so as we're going through this right now, as we're doing the recording, there's some real bad things happening in the world. And we're seeing war happen and some things that we just abhor and stand against killing uh, and war initiating that force. It's, it's terrible. But what we've got to do then, I think, as people who believe in live and let live, we're going to get better. Just this morning, I was realizing, yeah, this stuff is happening. It's there. This is no longer fantasy. We've talked about it. Well, what if this, what if, well, we're seeing what's happening right now. And I think what we've got to do is we've got to become better mentally. We've got to become better spiritually. We've got to do that financially. That's going to help physically. Make sure you're in good shape. You know, do the right things there. And socially, being with others, helping others out. And I think that even in the midst of all these obstacles, we're going to learn from it, not just in a Pollyanna way, but we're going to make ourselves work. We're going to be disciplined. And we will be able to overcome those obstacles by moving around. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. There's going to be, uh, there already has been tragedy. People have lost their lives. Mm -hmm. Even one person losing their life is a tragedy. And now I don't even know what the number is. I don't think we know. Whatever it is, it's too many. And the people that are there, I look at it and think, why are, we, why are we doing this? We don't have to let this happen. We were allies at one time with Russia. And they saved, or a case could be made, they saved the United States and Canada from the threat from Hitler. Because they, as they lost 27 million people in what they called the Great Patriotic War, we call it World War II, they were there for us and with us. And I think we could need to recognize where we can be allies, we can work together. And there's a lot of complications that um, people who are a lot smarter than me know about that. But I still think personally, what we can control is we can say, okay, here's an obstacle. We will overcome it. And that's part of what Marcus Aurelius talked about, similar to others that follow the idea of a stoic philosophy. The idea of what Epictetus talked about, mm -hmm. and uh, we see Seneca, people like that, and others that would say, hey, we're going to learn to control what we can control. 99% of what happens to us and is going on, we don't have any control over it. But we do have control over our attitude. We do have control over what we are going to do. And so I would say to those listening, next time that obstacle hits you, next time that person's doing something, step back and think. And take a deep breath. If you meditate, make sure you're doing that on a regular basis too. It's very important. But think, okay, what can I control in this situation? What can I not control? And if this person chooses to embrace this behavior, that's their choice. I can't stop them. Now, if they're doing something that is harmful, could be to me, I'm going to extricate myself from that situation. Hey, get away from there. You know, wish them well and peacefully get away. As much as we can, we want to be peaceful. Defend yourself if you have to, but find out what you can do. Be creative. And you see, then that becomes better because when you start being creative, you go, hey, I hadn't thought of that. Golly, we can do that. That'll be pretty neat. Go over and you learn new skills. Then as you learn those new skills, that obstacle has become the way for you to achieve the greatness that you want. Terry, can you speak a little bit about how the, what your, your thoughts are on the outer world uh, mirroring our inner world. You know, we, we hear about the war zone going on right now, but 
you know, a lot of people never really address that war zone that goes in, say, and they're, they're in a self-talk on a daily basis, you know, the, the violent self-talk that they have uh, and how then that gets mirrored back to us in reality, you yeah. know, and so where do we invade other people's space, you know, when we, you know, deprive them of their opinion or of their point of view. And, and so we go into other people's business again and again and again. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that from the, the obstacle is a way perspective? Yeah, I think it's something that we have to look at constantly. How are we viewing this? And what kind of self-talk do we have? It's the most important conversation that uh, is, uh, we talk about the intrapersonal communication, the thoughts that are inside your head, or when something happens and you go, oh, I'm no good at that, or I'm no good at that. I mean, that's dangerous talk. Yeah. Or the, there I go again. Oh, I remember in third grade when Mrs. Marple did da 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 Well, it, it doesn't matter what Ms. Marple said, okay? She did her thing back then. What you want to do is look at what can you control? What can you control now? And that outer conversation is going to be a manifestation, I think, ultimately, of what you say inside. So watch your self-talk very carefully. And as others say things negative about themselves, don't come in with a, well, you shouldn't be saying that attitude, which I tend to want to do. But I think instead might say, "Mm, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but you know, you really do have some good traits in this area. If you know that, not just trying to pump them up with something false, but find those areas where they are doing well and encourage that. And I think that we have to continually feed our mind with positive. Here's one thing that I would recommend. I would recommend be very careful and put yourself on a very restricted diet of news consumption. Mm-hmm. News consumption, as I look at people, uh, what they're watching on TV, what they're reading in the newspaper, and they're hearing things are terrible. I don't know about wh- where it is in Calgary, but here in Orlando, and you turn on the morning news, they're going to say, terrible tragedy happened last night on this side of town, da, 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 or knuckleheads in Washington are doing this stupid thing again, or a bad <laughs> thing happened over here. I think, wait a minute. I'm feeding that into my mind first thing in the morning. You know, I, I need to be aware of what's going on in the world. I get that. But do I really need to have that feeding my mind, particularly first thing in the morning? I got another idea. What if instead you listen to uh, some wonderful podcast like, well, Chai Chat, I hear is a really good one. And so you could listen to that and feed your mind with really good information that's positive and helps you to build your life in the way you want. And yes, we do need to be aware of, frankly, I find I read the wall street journal. I can read the front page down the line of what's news. They give me a snippet of enough of what's going on. I'm fine. And if there's an election coming, okay, I get it. You need to be informed. Sure. You can probably read that when you catch it on media, like audio or television, you know how they do it. They come out and go, dun, 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 this bank, breaking news just in. Bad thing happened over here, da, 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 da. Yeah. You're going, oh, no, come here, Martha, get over here quick. Something bad happened. we got to hear this. Well, you don't need to do that. Instead, feed your mind with things that are going to help you to learn. Learn how to make more money as an entrepreneur. What if instead of taking this much time listening to the news, you spend this much time listening to people that you respect, that are really, really smart, according to you and according to others, and they can give you something that's really much bit more lasting. I mean, for instance, Steve, if I had a recording here, I had a recording, I'm going to sell you a recording of the news from a year ago today. Would you give me $10 for that? No. Would you, would you give me uh, $5 for it? No. <laughs> no. Would you give me anything for it? It wouldn't no. matter, would it? It's like, and it's, not, it's got nothing to do with the fact I'm Scottish. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's oh, right. Nothing to do yeah. with that. And that's a real good thing. <laughs> Thank God he said that because I'd be in trouble if I said that. But I was yeah, thinking. Exactly. What do you think about it? Okay, if you wouldn't buy it, why are you spending your time 
listening to that right now. Now, if you need to know something, if there's a major development going on, you got to do it. Well, that's one thing. I get it. But come on. I mean, shut the front door. What are you talking about? You don't need to get involved with all this kind of stuff. Uh, instead, feed your mind with positive things. We couldn't do this say 40, 50, 60 years ago, we didn't even have audio cassette tapes. They just had to turn on the radio or whatever was there. They listened to it or whatever. Today we can selectively choose and put only good into our brain. And for those of you listening to it, you're listening to this right now. Think about that. You want to put good into your mind and avoid the junk. You wouldn't eat food that you know is deliberately going to hurt you or cause your death. Don't do that. Don't put stuff in your body that's going to be bad for you. Do the things that are going to be right for you, according to the medical professionals. Well, do it also for your mind. Let your mind process only the good. And I think we'll be doing a lot better that way. You know, garbage in, garbage out. Yep, yeah. exactly. Like quite quite simply put. And, and people don't recognize, they're looking for empowerment, and they don't recognize that it's like a flipping a switch that they have the power right now to empower themselves because they always have a choice. And once they recognize they always have a choice, they can choose wisely and better and the results will show. Absolutely. You know, that's, we have that choice. And it's like uh, we see from stoicism, Ryan Holiday has really helped a lot on that. I encourage you to look into his work as well. He's written several books like that. And he's got a, a good uh, daily stoic. I read, try to read that every day. It's a book I bought and every day, 365 days a year, 366 uh, late beers, there's a message. And you read that and you go, okay, it's a real short message. You can read it in about a minute to two minutes. And I find that that helps me to center myself to say, okay, what can I do right now? I like the way that uh, Teddy Roosevelt said it, 26th president of the United States, when he said, do what you can with what you got right where you are. And I think... That makes a lot of sense. You know, <laughs> kind of simple, isn't it? Don't have. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mean, no, I did not vote for Teddy. As a matter of fact, I call him Teddy because he didn't like to be called Teddy. But, you know, <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> you know, and all that. But you know, so I did not vote for him. But uh, nevertheless, I think he had some wisdom in that area. I think that's a great piece of advice as well for people starting out on their entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. You know, it's to start with what you've got right now. Uh, too many people, I think, wait till they've got everything in order until they've perfected something before they give it, you know, a go before they try it. It was like Tarun and I with the podcast, you know, if, if we knew now at the start yeah. that we had to learn all of that, what we know now, we would never have done it, you know? Yeah. And so we just started with, with, with what we had and uh, it, it's been a great journey so far and we continue to learn every single day and from every guest. Yeah, bravo to both of you. As one podcaster to another, I compliment you on what you're doing. And thank you on behalf of your listeners, all of us that are listening to this right now. You two guys have helped a lot of people, and we appreciate it. And we uh, are, are high-fiving you now across the miles from wherever we are. Thank you. Thank you. And I think the key is what we want to do is we want to be able to continue to learn, continue to expand our minds. And the beauty of it is we are independent, but we're also not alone. And this is where in, as entrepreneurs, we want to work together, build a team of people around you, not necessarily employees all the time, although that is also appreciate it. Yeah. And be appreciative of what they're uh, doing and help others and help them. Uh, no, it's, it's... I think that's really the best way to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think as well, what you see during, um, 
we're going back to, you know, the, the so-called obstacles. Um, I think you see that, you know, good companies uh, tend to survive the obstacle, but the great companies always come out being improved by them. Yes. You know, and it's the same with, you know, the, the individuals. They really come out being stronger and more educated and, and sharper at what they're doing as a result of, you know, the challenges that are presented when they're able to see it as a gift, you know, and this is something that Trun and I work with a lot is we ask ourselves, what's the gift in this situation? You know? Yeah, and uh, that's a good question. What's the gift in this situation? One we can always ask ourselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, change is a constant. I mean, there's a, two constants in the universe. One is change and one is your energy, right? And so I've always found that if I can accept that change is a constant and uh, instead of trying to anchor myself to that change, whether I like it or not, I anchor to my energy, right? Then, then you ride it out um, uh, from the inside out. And what I'm really hearing in a lot of your philosophy, Terry, is also your, your understanding from your martial arts training, right? That you don't feel to me like a trained killer and somebody who's going out there to show attitude to the world, like maybe the Hollywood movies might show, right? Yeah, um, they uh, often distort it. <laughs> right. Whereas, whereas, I mean, again, everything has both sides. And, and what I'm hearing is that you, you try to bring peace to a situation and you try to, uh, to live and let live and get away if you can. You're not looking for a fight. You're not looking to engage. And neither are we as entrepreneurs looking for obstacles. You know, when we make our vision board and our mission and we get our, our little office beautifully put together and get all our shiny printers, we're not, we're not looking for trouble around the corner, but trouble may appear around the corner. Oh, yeah. And it will. Right. <laughs> and, well, <laughs> right. And, and so what I'm, what, what, what is, it, it, and what I'm hearing from you from the, the way that you're framing this is that your training has shown you that when it does appear and if it is something that you need to uh, obviously deal with because it will come, um, there's a way to deal with it in which you're not arguing with what is, which is Steve's most wonderful, loving what is philosophy that he has been working with Byron Katie's work, and I've adapted and adopted, because um, every time you argue with what is, you lose, right? Okay. And, 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 and so what you're saying to me is that whatever the, how, almost like the bigger the obstacle in a sense, right? Because in martial arts, you learn that. You learn that it doesn't matter. And sometimes the bigger it is, the harder it falls if you know how to redirect it instead of engaging with it, right? And that's what I'm hearing from you. If I'm Correct me, uh, but that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think it's very important that you've got to be able to go with that and welcome the uncomfortable, welcome the painful. As long as it's huh. not causing injury, you're not going to kill yourself. You welcome that. I think a, a person I admire is a na former Navy SEAL, Jocko Willink, and he's got some very good material out there yeah. in his form of his YouTube channel and the podcast. And what he talks about, he says, be comfortable with Dis being discomfortable. And I think that's what we've got with discomfort and pain. Get used to that. I remember listening to him when he was giving a presentation to some soldiers and he was talking to him about get out there. And when that pain comes, that's good. 
That'll make you stronger. You work on that and it helps you to get better. So now go back, cold showers for everyone. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, you know, Wim Hof has done a lot of research on that. And the cold shower, ooh, get you like that. But there is some science to that. And I would encourage looking into the scientific way to use that, making it tough, that really helps you to be stronger. And there's something about a cold shower. Yeah, you would know about that in Calgary a lot more than we do out here in Orlando. But still, that can be good done the right way. So again, all the things we're saying, make sure you've got medical professionals that are looking over doing the right thing. Don't do something that's not going to help there. But when you see those things come, when the difficulty comes, when you've got a person who's a little bit cantankerous and they're hard to get along with, find ways that you can get along peacefully and where you can learn and where you can step back and go, hmm, you know, I, I never thought of it that way. Tell me more about this. Help me to understand it from your point of view, because I know for me, there have been many times when I felt one way and then I found out, ooh, I was wrong on that. And I think what we have to do is be able to look at those situations where we are wrong, we believe something, and we see new evidence that says, hey, what we thought before, not true. Then we have to adjust. And that's what a true scientist does. That's what a truly successful and beautiful human being will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's got something to offer. And it's, you know, if two people have got the same point of view, one isn't necessary, you know, and so it's been able to sit down and, and, and as you say, seek first to understand, then yes. be understood, you know, yep. really. And if, if more people would do that, then the world would be a, a better place. Um, but again, it's, it's been able to find the, the gift in every event, you know, and so we get to the place of we're not running a lopsided perception. And we can find the gift in the pain and the pleasure. You see, we can yeah. look forward to these these opportunities because inherent in it, there's always a blessing. But if we yeah. only see it as something to be avoided at all cost, all cost, then we miss the lesson completely. Yeah, and I think it's particularly acute and important right now because as we're recording this, uh, we have no idea which way it's going to go. And the, with the conflict with Russia and Ukraine that we're seeing, so those of you listening to this, maybe a little bit later, we know in podcasts people have the opportunity to listen much later. Right now, as we're recording this, we don't know. We do see there's tragedy going on right now. We also see the reality. But whatever it is, you will have certain choices you can make. You're going to hear about bad things happen. Yes, we get it. You're also going to hear about ways that you can become better. Maybe you could use this as a wake-up call to say, hey, I do need to get in a little bit better physical shape. So you get the right instruction, find the right people that can help you in the right way on that and do that. Maybe you need to read some extra books. Maybe you need to learn that extra skill. Now could be a good time to do that. That course you've been wanting to take. Now might be a good time to sign up for that. And those people that you haven't reached out to in a while and you've been meaning to, you've been meaning to give them a call. Well, this is your permission now from all three of us to say, hey, pick up the phone, get on a Zoom call with them, go visit them physically, whatever is most appropriate for those people. Make some positive changes in the midst of all the yuck that's going on. And in the midst of this yuck, become even stronger because that yuck can make you stronger. I think it's a huge opportunity. You know, man has been at war since recorded history some 80 or 90% of the time. I mean, that, that it's just, this is in a sense, nothing new. You think would be good, good at actually dealing with this in a better way. But what I have observed personally, Terry, is that, that there's an opportunity either to buy into the divide and take sides, okay, or, or, 
we can actually go within and recognize that this war is actually not taking place out there. So far, we have been talking about obstacles as somebody or something coming around the corner. And I think the other part of that is the actual obstacle is my mind, yes. isn't it? Like the real obstacle. And so am I able to, rather than feeling compelled to jump on the bandwagon of either side and continue this individual but not separate thinking, and instead of listening to the, 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 the madness on the news and the, the, the negative portrayals, I'm aware of what has taken place. Can I, out of compassion, not take 10 minutes in the morning and pray and, 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 and meditate on peace and harmony for every, every human being in this conflict? Everyone. Because when yes. the sun comes out in the morning to shine, it doesn't discriminate because you've been a bad boy today or a good boy, has it? It just shines. Yep. Right? Exactly. So what an opportunity for us all to say, instead of going into the usual divide and conquer uh, methodology that your old friend has talked about, you know, it's like, right? Um, uh, 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 the idea is that... Uh, I don't like it. I don't like to see the pain and suffering. I don't like to see uh, what I call innocence being harmed. And philosophical me says, are any of us really innocent ever? Okay, but that's another podcast. But the point is that, what can I do? And I, I, and, I and this is where I'm picking up from you, is that one of your strongest um, messages here is that you can always go within and ask yourself, what can I do here and now with what I have? I, I think that, and for me, I can... I can meditate, I can pray, I can, I can visualize peace uh, uh, coming through sooner than later. And uh, anything inside of me that's at war, I can try to make peace with it. But you don't make peace by going to war. Right. And unfortunately, they uh, have embraced that. And so it's a, it is a difficult situation when we see it. I, as we were talking before we started the recording, I have some friends in Russia and Ukraine that are in uh, particular, I've had an opportunity to meet some people from a wonderful Russian band called Leonid and Friends. They're amazing. They they are. Oh, it's amazing stuff. And I had the opportunity to get to know Leonid Vorobyev. He's the founder of that. And his son, Roman Vorobyev, who's the manager of the band. And I did a couple of interviews with them. I did a TEDx talk with them, interviewing them, two of them. You type in Leonid and Friends space TEDx within uh, YouTube, you'll see the interview there. And some wisdom from this man, who is just a couple years older than me. I call him my older brother. And <laughs> when he was 60, uh, he was at the age back, this was in 19, uh, 2014, in Russia at that time, that was retirement age. And he was saying, what do we do now? Well, he wanted to not just uh, give up on life, but rather do something else. He's a musician. And so he formed a little band and had some friends get together and they play, played the song Brand New Love Affair by Chicago. And they recorded it, put it up on YouTube just for the fun of it. Didn't think anything about it. People started listening to that and then passing it around and it took off and did very well. And so they asked him to do a few more. So they started playing more songs of Chicago sounding just like Chicago. Mm. You would close your eyes and listen to this band. You go, whoa, that is Chicago, isn't it? Well, they did that. And so what he's done is he's really been a light. You'll see, if you watch that video, you'll see what he's talking about is no matter what age you are, now's the time to begin. You can do new things. Don't give up because you've reached a certain chronological uh, moment. Now they have over 100 million views on YouTube. 
with the songs they're singing, like Earth, Wind, and Fire songs, Chicago, The Beatles, uh, Vehicle by Ides of March, and others that you listen to it, you go, this sounds just like the real band. And I've had the chance and the, the honor, I'm so honored to talk with them, to do a couple of interviews with them, to meet backstage with the people in the band, to talk with them in the stumbling Russian that I can, and to see it and realize they are ambassadors of fun trying to bring peace around the world. And we need to see that, that as human beings to human beings, we want to have peace. And I think too often it's the rulers that get in the way. The rulers that have a different thing, thinking, hey, they can boss us around or do what they want. Well, yeah, they physically can do that, but uh, that doesn't make it morally right. And I think we have to step back and say, well, then what can we do? Well, we can go out and permeate love and give love to the world and do that. Are we going to suffer sometimes? Yeah, it's going to happen. But we know also that we can see that we're going to break through doing something like Leonid and friends have done. What they have done is showing music, joy, and fun to make sure that people can come together. And I think this is the way that we need to live life. Yeah, and that, again, that's coming back to what you spoke earlier on about taking responsibility for yourself and mm -hmm. when, if everybody in the world was to take responsibility for themselves, then uh, think what that would be like, you know? Yeah. Take responsibility for yourself, not for the other person, not being someone going, did you see what they did? We need a law against that. No, we don't. We, we just need you to behave. And we, you know, <laughs> everyone do their own thing. Now, if someone does something that's harming another, that's a different story. You know, if they're going to get a gun, come after me, or they're going to run into my yard or they're going to try to steal my stuff. Well, that's wrong. And that's where we do need certain systems in place to make sure, hey, we're protected and we're safe from that. But to try to let it be, I like the way Leonard Reed said it years ago. He was a founder of an organization called the Foundation of Economic for Economic Education. He said life can be summed up three words, anything that's peaceful. And I think that's brilliant. Mm. anything that's peaceful Beautiful. there's your filter how do you live life wow. can i do this or that i mean if we were getting a time machine right now and leap forward 200 years and talk to whoever the politics are and the politician of that day and there's going to say this issue or that i can tell you how i would respond which is the peaceful approach is something going to initiate force against another well, i'm against that is it going to take things from people i'm against that is it going to be peaceful and help people do what they want so they don't harm others I'm for that. And it's like, that's the filter. I think too often today in our world, I can speak for those in the United States that I see, they're judging based on a person, on the, <laughs> on the individual person, rather than a principle. And I think we need to embrace the principles of live and let live, the principles of that. And that's really a good filter for handling any kind of decision that you have to make. I really, that's a bold statement. Any kind of decision. Well, any kind. Well, yeah. Live and let live. Is this peaceful if it's peaceful good even if i look at it and go mm, ooh, that's weird well that just goes into the category of not for me mm -hmm. let them do it it's not my thing you do what you want you're not harming me please don't harm yourself but that's your business as well we're going to let you do what you want to do do not harm others yeah tarun taught me something many many years ago and no matter what situation i was in he said ask yourself this does this honor me and does this honor the other person beautiful you know absolutely yeah i think that's the way and peace honors you and it honors the other person too 
When yeah. you wish something, namaste, you want that, good things for them, you want that, and you genuinely want that to help them, I think you're helping to perpetrate peace and you're helping to propel it forward. How's that for some good alliteration there? Yes. <laughs> I'm just coming up with that off the top of my head here. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to try it, but that's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we are recording this, right? Yeah. Yes. Hey. So, <laughs> hey, even that, even that blind hog finds an acorn now and then. You know, here we go. <laughs> But, but it's, you know, it's, it, see, again, and I'm sort of playing the role here of the listener. And a little while back here, you use the L word, the four-letter word that's L. And, and you know, I can just hear somebody going, wow, this is, you know, if I'm an entrepreneur and I've got to get into that tough world out there and, and you know, I've got to make it and there's lots of competition and there's all these trainers or speakers, you know, in our world or there's all of this. And here's this guy who's talking about the L-O-V-E word, right? Um, and yet looking at your accomplishments, uh, if you've been living what you've been saying, somehow it's worked. So let's speak a little bit to that. Like, has, your, has that philosophy been its own obstacle or has it not been its own obstacle in your success tracks? And There are. Yeah, there are obstacles with it because not everyone is going to be loving. Hey, if you've been on planet Earth for a while, you know that's true. But I find <laughs> that we do better if we come from love. And I think it was uh, John Lennon who beat me to the punch on this. All you need is love. Love. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he and Paul McCartney, and I'm glad they did. They did. I love that song and I love the group. Yeah. But I think that what we can do is you look at if you can love, then you've gotten rid of it. I remember there was a story of Abraham Lincoln. I was talking to a woman who came up to him and she was arguing with him saying, how can you uh, be kind to these people in the South? They did all these bad things. And how can you do that? And why would you try to love them? And Lincoln looked at her and said, well, if I love them and make them my friend, aren't I destroying the, an enemy? And you're destroying the enemy by turning them into someone that you do it. And love is the way to do it. If we're pushing and fighting against someone, they're just going to push that way. But if you turn around and give love and help them and meet their needs, most people are going to turn around. And even if they don't, not everyone will, but even if they don't, then you know that you're strengthening your loving muscle. You're strengthening your muscle of how to love others because, whoa, this one was really bad. Well, you got some good exercise on that one, didn't you? Yeah, there's a good one. So, you again, we're saying the obstacle is the way that we get better. You're going to be able to become better. And I, I, I can just see over and over throughout history when you can really practice love and what that means to care for others, look out for them. What can we do to provide for their needs? Then we're going to be able to do more. And it's just a beautiful system that the way the world really works. We are isolated in our own body. We only breathe for ourselves. We eat only for ourselves unless you're pregnant. You only sleep for yourself. So it's very introspective kind of thinking but the way you get ahead is by helping other people the more you can do to help them ease their pain hey entrepreneurs i'm talking to you you ease the pain of others you help them to get ahead they're going to bring money to you they're going to help you they're going to want to do business with you because you can do it at a good cost that is fair for them and it's fair for you that you're making enough profit that you can then continue moving ahead and do other things to help others so that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur i think it's just a beautiful experience of living and actually i think most people anywhere really are entrepreneurs that's even what if I was they're thinking. for somebody else because yeah. they have to do their own life they have to do their life the way they want and get out there and help others so I think it's really about seeing the good in everything and everyone. Yes. Because I, I really don't believe there's such thing as an evil person 24-7. 
And nor do I believe there's a good person 24 7. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us has got every single trait. Turin's pointing to himself right now. I'm a yeah. good person 24 7. Um, every human being has got every human trait. And so, again, it all depends on what you're looking for. And I think what you focus on grows. And if you look and see evil all the time, that's what you keep manifesting. Yes. But if you, if you try and focus on the good in every situation and in every one, then that starts to manifest in your life as well. People Absolutely. don't realize uh, that, you know, as you were talking earlier about uh, the, the, the news business and the people don't, I think, really recognize how energy works. And as Steve was talking about, you know, that which you focus upon grows. I mean, if I focus on the dandelions, then wonder why the roses aren't growing, right? And, and, and so, but what happens is that the minute you, the evil or the dark or the heavy or the negative have got my attention, just by the very fact of that, I'm energizing you, I'm feeding you, just by giving you my attention. See, that's how powerful we are. And so when I can uh, learn to wean myself off of that, because again, I make this whole process more honest. I keep on bringing it back into, well, if I have a need to be riveted to all the drama out there, it must be because there's all the drama in here, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, it's filling something. Otherwise, I would be changing the channel. So I yeah. say to people that recognize, right, that if you're feeling some part of you is, uh, really getting caught up into self-trashing or trashing others, right? Or or having to think you have to pick sides and going into righteousness. Okay, where has that drama been playing out inside of you? And the gift in the situation is that that very thing will reflect back to you your next chapter of growth. And mm-hmm. I'll give you something very practical. I mean, I get up in the when I get up in the mornings now as part of my awareness work. I choose the one entity or individual out there that is really um, brought out not the best in me. Let's put it that way. Okay, I get judgmental <laughs> about, okay. And and I really, you know, don't have the kindest thoughts about them. And I have an opinion. And that's my human consciousness at work. Yeah, okay. I, I recognize that I'm in a human world and I have a human consciousness. But parallel to that, I have a soul consciousness. And I wish to be fueled from the soul consciousness more often because it's truer to who I am. And from what I do, I pick the toughest candidate, right? And then I beam them a hello, spirit to spirit. And I beam them love, like what you're talking about here. Because my one-liner, and I'm looking at, in a sense, as I'm growing my brand here, I think I'm just going to be become that guy, the one that I've avoided for so long that just represents love. Because I have one line, love is the glue that holds the universe together. Yes, okay. absolutely. Right? So knowing that anything that is not love is going to create destruction, you know, that, that's going to, and that's not what we're looking for. So, uh, you know, that's what I'm hearing here with you just resonating with that going, why can't we be the love, right, that we want to see in the world? Why cannot we choose to, um, you know, uh, deal with the war inside of us? And now taking that into everyday situations where I'm fighting against the tax department or I'm fighting against the next uh, wave of technology. How much do you see that in your work? Yeah. Right? right? We like, see a, a lot of that in our work. <laughs> okay. And instead of riding that wave, I mean, I know you're talking Bitcoin, crypto, you're talking Web3, all like 
for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's like a death knell. It's like, uh, 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 what? Oh, I'm done for. I, I, I can't. And you're saying, wait a minute, right? It's got a tremendous amount of potential. You know, what you're saying about helping others and sending that love, it reminds me, I hadn't thought of this in years. Thank you for helping me to think of it. A book I read long ago by a guy named Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Positive Thinking. And I remember from the National Speakers Association, I had a chance to meet him once. Just real briefly, talk with him, shake his hand. Uh, Just a wonderful man. But I remember in a book, he said that he found he had such an incredibly great day and feeling when he would be walking down the street. He was in New York City and he was in New York City and he would see a couple over there across the street. And he would just send a prayer that they would have an exceptionally good day. It's see a mother walking with a child and send a prayer that that mother and the little daughter, things would go right for them and send just lots of good wishing the best for everyone in his prayer. And in doing that, he felt better himself. And I thought, you know, you're helping them. Maybe you're definitely helping yourself. And I think that's the key. And I see a lot of it, what's coming. And when we talk, you talk about web 3.0 and Bitcoin and crypto, it's really a very peaceful way of living. It's going to actually bring about much more peace because uh, right now so much is done because of capital, money. And Mm -hmm. uh, I understand that. But when they can say, we're going to take your money here, we're going to take your money there, that's creating ill will. Whereas with Bitcoin, no one can give you tell forbid you from dealing with someone else. If you, they can do a bank can do it. They can say, we shut down your bank. We can shut down your credit card and you don't even know it. But with Bitcoin, they can't stop it. It is a beautiful thing. It's peacefully people interchanging with each other worldwide. I could right now from here in Orlando say, hey, Steve, I still like that shirt. You know, I'd like to get that shirt. For you. <laughs> I, know, I don't know. It's a good thing. Well, just work with us on this. But I'd say, here it is. How many Bitcoin do you need for that? You know, well, Terry, I need this much in there. Yeah, it's a little too much. Okay, how about that? Great. We would just get on our phones. I punch in your code or we would show each other a QR code or we punch in an address and then immediately, it goes over there. There's a little bit of a uh, charge for the transaction, depending on what uh, it's going to be. And we, we can do it very quickly. Now with a, an overlay that's being used right now called the lightning network, it makes it so it is almost instantaneous at very low cost. And right now El Salvador is using Bitcoin as their legal currency. Wow. It's a wonderful freeing thing because you think in El Salvador, particularly about 35, 40% of their entire national GDP, gross domestic product, is from remittance. People that have left El Salvador and came to Canada or the United States or elsewhere to earn money and then they send it back. Send it back often sending it back through wire transfer. So they're going to lose 20 to 30, 40% of it from there. And then when their relatives or the people they want to get the money in El Salvador go to get it, they have to go to Western Union and the local mafia is standing around and they want their cut cut of it because they know they're walking away with money. And so now by using Bitcoin, all of that has changed. They can some person here in the States or in Canada or wherever can send that money to the person they want. And it's done very, very low cost. And it's done almost instantaneously. That I think is peaceful. And that is what really is uh, the future for us. I'm very sanguine for the future, even in the midst of being realistic about what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Because when we can see that's taken away from the people who want to control, people who want to take from you. And now it's between two people, two parties that want to exchange freely and voluntarily. That makes, 
it, it, it really sounds to me like an instant energy exchange that's fair and direct. That's this a good is, way to put I it. I think of everything in energy and I think, wow, that now you've given it a whole other veneer for me to understand because it's hard to get your mind around a system and not showing where it's come out of and how its value, you know, sustains itself. Mind you, I deal in a currency every day that uh, no, nobody asks what's the value behind that really and how does it work? Because <laughs> if you did, um, you'd be having more uh, housing mortgage uh, uh, subprime issues. And like when you see how the system has been stacked in the background, it doesn't make any sense either, Terry, mm -hmm. right? It really doesn't make sense how all of this is working and moving. And and But isn't it every time that we come to a juncture, a shift in consciousness and that our human consciousness starts to reflect that by different systems, people go into fear and they want to stay in the same old, same old, just because they know it, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Yeah, exactly. We want to stay in whatever the bad is and the yuck that's there because we're fearful of the new. Well, this is where we use our brains. Everything that's new is not necessarily good, nor is it bad. Mm -hmm. But this is where we have to use our brain power and we bring in our insights, our experience. And this is where community comes in again, that we're, mm -hmm. yes, we're independent, but we're individuals, but we're not separate. And what we want to do is we want to have those people we can trust, we can rely on. So I have wonderful people called uh, attorneys. We have wonderful people called CPAs. You know, our, uh, we have people that can help us with accounting, people that can, that are doctors that help us and do these things. So you want that community and nurture that community. This is part of the give and flow, the way human nature is meant to be, that we all contribute based on our area of expertise. We get better in our areas of expertise as well. We put in the time, the money, the energy to learn new things that are going to be valuable to others, we help them and then others are helping us. And as long as that kind of an ethos was in place, whether it was in ancient Rome or all these places, there was prosperity, right? Everybody um, knew their roles and they embraced them and they did them. And then until these other imbalances started to occur, where we started to now have to have an alpha and a beta and, and this kind of a linear system rather than a circular, which is to me is community is coming to unity. And it's, yes. a cir and it's a circle, right? And not only is it practical, it's more fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we understand they had a lot of wisdom in many ways. I mean, the Roman Empire did a lot of great things. Did they also do bad? Well, yeah, they had yeah. slavery. So did the Greeks. Yeah. They had slavery. And even in the, the Agora places, they had slavery going on. We do not in any way, shape, or form condone that. And yeah. abhor slavery. It's the ultimate don't live and don't let others live. Correct. And so I think what we want to do is be able to say we're going to embrace the good. Live life eclectically. Find the good understand the yuck that's out there, and we choose to not do that. We're not going to ignore it. We understand it's there, but we choose not to embrace that. We're in choosing what is more noble, which is helpful. And here's that word again, love. How can we extend love to people? Yeah, we don't get to choose what happens to us, but we can always choose how we feel about it. Bingo. That's the yeah. essence of stoicism right yeah. there. We can't choose what happens, but we can choose always how we react. Even think of something as horrific and horrible as the Holocaust. You could yes. still choose yeah. gratitude. Viktor Frankl helped us on that one. Exactly. The psychiatrist who wrote the book, he was at Auschwitz. He was at Dachau. He was in both. And he was a psychiatrist. He pulled out, but he said the people that made it 
were those who had a meaningful reason to keep living, to, live. to yeah. keep going, even if they eat. And then for some, it was just, I'm going to get back at those guards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a reason to keep going. Others were doing because they believed that they had a loved one that was still alive and they wanted to see that loved one. That was the reason we need to have that meaning in our life. And I just, uh, uh, really, we appreciate Victor Franklin, what he did and people that are doing things like what he had done by writing books and contributing to help all of us and be much better people that way. Yeah, I I often say to clients and myself, when you are interested in life, life is interested in you. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's that meaning, there's that context. And uh, I think it's just such a powerful time because of the contrasts that we're having, these huge contrasts that we're getting the opportunity to freely choose as long as we can recognize that we have free will still and we have a choice in how we think. Uh, and, and, and I think when we can choose thoughts that are collaborative and that are healing or healing means to be whole. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of obsessing over the 16 news reports about how terrible uh, the world is right now, um, you know, read one and then, and then sit down in the other few minutes, like you said, and, and invest your mind and your energy in a way that will um, make a difference to you because you're the one who's putting it out. And I think in a practical manner, when I'm feeling stuck or lost or overwhelmed or, or all of those things that is part of the human consciousness, right? Um, it brings very quickly me, uh, me back to that perspective that it, it, it recontextualizes actually for me when I can become a bit more selfless and at the same time, connect through that energy of love. So um, going forward here, Terry, in the next few years, if you're going to become suddenly a futurist, I uh, uh, do you think the theme may need to shift to love instead of fear? I think we'll have both always with human okay. beings, but I think we definitely should individually choose to embrace love, understand that fear is there and treat it for what it is. Something we think, okay, if it's just trying to let me know I should be concerned, I should be aware of a potential danger. Okay, I'll prepare for that. But fear and live in constant fear? No, 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 no. That's not how we get ahead. And realize going forward, we really don't know the future. I don't know about you. My, I pulled out my crystal ball, but the batteries are dead on it. You know, it's not real good. You know, I rubbed it really, really. <laughs> the thing didn't work. So you know, I'm, you know, just zero on that future prediction other than things are going to change. How's that? How's that for going out on a limb? Yeah. Wow. But, now, but by the way, not only are they changing, but look at it from a calculus standpoint, it's increasing at an increasing rate. Exponential. And you're seeing that it's now increasing even faster, and then it's changing so fast. So that means you got to be better, become a better person, become better physically, mentally, spiritually, socially, financially, and those key areas that are important to you. So that's what you can do, and you'll always have your hands full. I figure, even though I love books, I mean, here are my books you can see I've got behind me here. Mm-hmm. I read. These are just a few of them because I love books. You can learn so much that way. When you have people who are really, really smart that take a lot of time and put something together in some pages, and all you got to do is give a few coins, and you can read and make your life better, what an incredible investment. That's a fabulous return on investment. So constantly read in those areas that are going to be important to you. Don't You don't have to watch those silly stuff on TV anymore. The, the sitcoms, some of them are good. I'm not condemning all that. I'm just saying be very careful to only focus on A-plus quality activities that are A-plus according to your best person that you want to be. 
Focus on that. It means exercise. Do a little bit more there. Push yourself a little bit. Do it in a smart way, in a medically sound way, but do that. Watch your diet. You get help from your doctor and the doctors and read books of what's the right thing to do, what you should avoid, those kind of things. Make your life better so that then you will be of service to others and be able to help them and have more love in our world toward others. I think that is a winning way to do it. Well, and that's a beautiful place to wrap up. I want to say this episode, and I hope we have more because there's so many areas that we can foray into. But um, Terry, I think that uh, this has just been um, absolutely, uh, it's been inspiring. Maybe people didn't hear anything new, but I think they heard it in a way that is practical, that can make sense and can contextualize for them. Um, and, and the live and let live motto uh, will in itself generate love because it's a loving motto. And, uh, it, and, you know, love is one of those things, the more that you give away, the more you have. It doesn't yes. go the other way. So it's endless. And uh, um, I always felt that that was uh, a very much a, a vibration that you brought into whether you talk to the newest novice at one of those huge 2000 person conferences, you know, at, at NSA or whether you were talking with uh, people at different echelons, it was always very loving. And uh, so uh, let's encourage everyone out there who have heard this today to choose love first and then yes. see what happens. I like that. I think that's a good model for living. Choose love first and see what's going to happen from there and live and let live. live. Letting others live their life the way they want. You live your life to the fullest to give good and make the world a better place. Oh, wonderful. Steve, uh, last few words. I think it's all about creating a win-win. That's it. You know, it really is. It doesn't have to be a winner and a loser. Everybody can win. Yeah. Wow. A pretty radical podcast. Uh, let's let's see uh, let's see what feedback we get back here. <laughs> Everybody can win. Love is, you know, really the answer, and it's who we are. So it's yep. not even that hard. Thank you again so much for your time, your energy, your wisdom, and uh, really look forward to having you back for another chai chat soon, Terry. Arun and Steve, thank you both, gentlemen. Thank I you. really appreciate it. It's an honor to be with you today. All right. Have a great rest of the day and we'll catch you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Terry. Namaste. We trust you found practical value in this podcast and will enthusiastically share it with others in your circle. And if you are so moved, leave us a review or write a post on social tagging hashtag Chai Chat Podcast and we will show our appreciation. Promise. Tarun Puri and Steve Harvey welcome you to join us for a Chai Chat at all of our live events and more. Connect with us with your questions, topic suggestions, and reviews at info at chaichatpodcast.com.